You're listening to West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 2nd of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, David Thompson and Con Kremin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. County Views is available as a podcast. Just search for it on your favourite podcast apps. New episodes are uploaded by the end of Thursday each week. Good evening, listeners. It is Wednesday evening and a lovely soft evening. It is a lovely soft. If we had potatoes growing, we'd be inclined to say we'd want to be spraying them. It's that kind of an evening. I'm joined this evening, of course, by our good old friend, <coughs> under caution, Con Clement and David Thompson. You're very, very welcome, gentlemen, both of you. Good evening and thank you very much. It's good to have you back after two years. I don't know, was it a COVID or what kept, but it didn't help anyway. And Tom Ryan has a cow calving, so hopefully he'll join us a little bit later. And just and of course, Jason Smith is our man on the block. And this programme is live. My name is Pat O'Donovan. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, broadcasting from Newcastle West. And if you want to call in, text in, whatever, just 069, I won't give, uh, yes, 069-66200 or 87 166-9800 so if you want to text in or call in I would advise you to do so early in the night 069-66200 or 087-166-9800 this program is live from now until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday night and it's repeated tomorrow from half past 11 until 1 o'clock so f- feel free to send in your message or let us know that you're out there listening anyway because sometimes you would hate feeling as if you were talking to yourself. And we thank John Harrell there, a wonderful presenter on country music and Irish country music and American country there every Monday night. And I was speaking to a large number of older people in recent times and they're absolutely thrilled and delighted that the radio station is still going, still working, still surviving, because it's a new life to them. And with one of those old folks that I was talking to, on last Sunday, Tom Ryan and I paid a visit to the famous Polly Fitzpatrick, otherwise known as Polly, the poet in Limerick, and she was in a wonderful forum. And she had her 93rd birthday yesterday. She was hale and healthy, and I must say, listeners, if you didn't hear me saying it already, the tears ran down my face laughing from the different stories she was telling and the way she took off the various characters. So hopefully I will get back in there shortly to record her. She should have been on stage and she's still not too old to be on stage, so her tie-by has just arrived as usual late. So, Polly, especially for you, and I think it's uh, Marty Robbins, and it is the one in between El Paso and Felina from El Paso, and it is El Paso City, and then we'll be back to business after that. So put your legs up, Polly, have a nice cup of tea, and keep tuned. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. 
County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. That was, uh, that was El Paso City, one of the three songs that Marty Robbins wrote about El Paso, El Paso City, and Felina from El Paso. And just talking about Polly there, uh, we will repeat in an interview I did with her so many years ago on her life story. And that was that is on, on this Saturday, Polly the Port will be on, on this Saturday from 3pm to 4pm and repeat a Sunday morning, 7am. Tom and myself, as I said, paid a visit and the photograph is on this week's weekly observer here local in West Limerick that photographed that Tom and myself and well, well, something to say and you lose your voice over there Tom that's not no, like you no I, I don't want to interrupt your flowing speech <laughs> but uh, just uh, for the confirm about her visit to Polly it was a marvellous occasion she's a wonderful person a lovely lovely home and, and, and surroundings and we were treated very well and she was delighted to see her we were all delighted to see her but we, we'll turn the, car, the tables on now and um, a, a few words here for our own Port Lauderdale at Willie Ryan from Florina put it here, put these few words together and uh, on, on the occasion of her 93rd birthday, marvellous woman. <coughs> and it goes like this, I might not be making a great job of reading it now, but you'll, you'll forgive me. Polly de Port Fitzpatrick, happy 93rd birthday, March 2022. In 1929, there was a happening of note. In March, we had the birth of Polly the Poet. Polly Carroll of Barrick Lane in dear old Tormund Gate. There she met Bunny Fitzpatrick, who was her life's soulmate. In 1929, at the Watch House Cross, Polly she was born, if not, oh what a lass. Polly the Poet she goes by, her poems there a tonic. Sure she doesn't miss a trick, I say she is bionic. She stars on local radio, joins into my Gardner and Clare FM on Saturday and Sunday to share her poetic whim. West Limerick, 102 on a Wednesday, she switches on, she always sends her kisses to her darling Pat and Tom. What's wrong with this mad Polly? I think she's gone round the bend. The rhymes that she is writing, when are they going to end? Explain to her what she must do. She'll have to stop this caper. Tell her, from this day on, she's bad from pen and paper. That was her own writing, by the way. So, Polly, we extend to you happy birthday wishes. And Tom Ryan, here returns all your many kisses. Many more years of health and happiness to you now we send. Keep on writing, Polly, right up till the very end. Polly Fitzpatrick, the poet, she is known both far and wide. Another great old gale from dear old Shannon's side. Her poems, they are uplifting. She writes of rare old times. We are all the richer that she, with her, she shares her rhymes. Happy birthday, Polly. Very good, Tom. Very good. And, and thanks to Willie. To Willie, of course. Right, well then. done. Well done, Willie, as well. So we'll move on, and uh, Polly, we're looking forward to when you'll be 94, and hopefully Tom and myself and company will be still around at that stage. 
Now, this evening, we have, as I said earlier, uh, Jason Smith is waiting for your phone calls, text messages there on 0696600 or 0871669800. My name is Pat O'Donovan, and on the panel tonight is David Thompson, a well-known activist, farming activist, community activist, and a real, act, genuine activist. Con Kremen, an activist on a different platform, I think mainly they're not in the same not in the same street in their activities and can of course very much on the anti-abortion campaign and such related matters and of course Tom Ryan an activist across many many spheres of life indeed and that's our panel tonight folks so if you want to shoot in any questions any comments on anything you have the Ukrainian war you have Putin Ellen Kelly resigning from the Labour Party Zelensky what a leader he seems to be and the sentencing so where do you start i'll start by talking to, uh, i was talking to a county council this evening he said do you know something he said limerick county council sold six houses for 127 euros limerick county council disposed of six houses in west limerick for 127 euro so we'd pause that there, they have, I think they would call it, to housing agencies or charitable agencies, rehousing. Now, there's a lot of questions in there in that whole area. And I had an auctioneer on to me there lately complaining that they're paying a lot of money for houses, those housing agencies. They're competing with genuine married young couples trying to buy a house. They're paying big money for the houses. And that whole area, it sound, it's a bit like the fire brigade. It's an area you can't criticise. But at the same time, all those things should want to be very closely examined. So hopefully we will get two councils in next week and we'll deal with it because they'll be more familiar with it than the, than the gentlemen we have here tonight. I am reasonably familiar with that whole area because different people have been on about it now for quite some time. Of course, the housing agencies do wonderful work but it's an area that needs to be examined maybe a little more so than it is. Uh, Alan Kelly resigning this evening, David. Yes, I'm very surprised at it actually because I thought he was doing a fairly good job and certainly his speeches in the doll seemed to come across very well and it was a complete shock to me. I, I'm, I'm surprised and he says because uh, the, the, the staff and the people around him weren't supporting him. So uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm just a bit flabbergast. So I, I, that's about all I could say. He's not from Dublin, Con. He's not from Dublin. And I think it's great news he has resigned because I had a run-in with him in 2009. I was canvassing for Catty Sinnott for the European elections over in Kilmallock Mart. And uh, a guy that knew me well, he saw me, a, a making machine, called me over and he said, I'm canvassing for Alan Kelly. Well, I'm canvassing for Katie Sinnott. And Alan Kelly said to me, you're canvassing for that woman? Well, I tell you, I give it to him. I says, I am canvassing for that woman, and she's a very good woman, and I I, I, I give it to him by. And he walked away. Yeah. He's an arrogant. I tell you, I'm absolutely delighted he's gone out of the, the, the leadership. They both got elected in 2009, Khan. Yeah, it was his brother that, that got him elected. Money. He had no posters up. And the road down to Cotland, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael put together. Money got him. 
and uh, I think he's very arrogant. He, he, he's practically, I heard over the last four years, he nearly, nearly insulted the Russian ambassador is only doing his job. He, it seems he was nearly, what he didn't say to him there, and, uh, as well as the RT, for an interview with the Russian ambassador. You're starting tonight now after two years. Yeah, yeah. I've asked you about one thing and you're jumping okay. into the other thing. So you hold it there now, right? I'm delighted Danny Kelly's... Full stop. Full stop. Full stop. Now, Tom. Well, I'm not surprised. He, he didn't look very comfortable in the position he was in, to be honest about it. And, uh, you know, and... Like he he lacked he lacked a bit of charisma, thought, you know, for a leader of a party, and uh, he was a very abrasive man as well. And mm-hmm. I didn't actually hear his resignation speech now or anything because I was finishing my milk and getting ready to come back to the radio. But I'm not surprised at all. And uh, you know, it looks like that that the the party, although it's small and. It's a party that's very traditional, one of the oldest political parties in the Dáil, and it's a pity to see them down to the figures that they are, because they paid a price for their coalition work, and which was wrong again. So I think that um, they, they appear to be torn well within, and the communication that's there within the party, even I, I didn't, which I believe was the last couple of weeks why it was running through my mind, and he, he looked to be a soul trader, that he was out of touch with, with the rest of them. And you know that they were in a bad state, and I'd say that maybe depending on who they'll appoint now or who they'll elect now as leader, but you need a good you need a good opposition, you need a good voice in the dial, and they have good policies, and they have a very good spokesman there from from uh, from Laut in Laut constituency. I see them again. Um, He's, he, he's very, very thorough. He's worked with their finance. He's very good. And, uh, you know, they, they, they do actually represent uh, a section of, of the population that needs representation, but I'm afraid that Sinn Féin have taken their, have stolen their colours. And stolen their, I mean, you know, and uh, they have a big job. They have, they have a big job ahead of them to try and rebuild the party. Yeah, as Con, I think, rightly pointed out, he was arrogant, abrasive, and he really was hell-bent on getting that job. Mm. And that seemed to be his main thing at the time. He was hustling and bustling for that. And well, I know one instance of Patrick confirmed that, uh, where he lost his um, his briefcase and there was, was uh, his... Uh, was taken, was lost and was dumped anyway and uh, it was found anyway like after a great search by uh, by the, the authorities and him, when it was returned to him he didn't even say thanks so that, that is your idea of, and there were a lot of important yeah. information and documents in and, the briefcase uh, yeah, of and course, it, found and returned intact to him within a short time after a great search and you know, and people that use their brains and and got it back to him, mm. he didn't even acknowledge it by saying thank you. He was minister then for water charges at the time, yeah. also, mm-hmm. and as Khan rightly pointed out, that his brother is quite a wealthy backer as well. Do you remember that poor woman that had a right away behind his house down to count her cattle, and he took her to court to get rid of the right away so she couldn't walk by, and she had to go. Miles, an elderly woman. I thought that was a bit unfair. Well, Certainly, yeah. he 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 had he and I had a few spats at each other. <laughs> now, John in Redkeel wants to know who uh, did that lady say will Avina Blechik be the next leader of the Labour Party? I think from the minute she was elected, 
the writing was on the wall or the, the, there was no there was settlement cracks shall I say in the Labour Party <laughs> what about Smith Smith seems to be a, a possible runner you know where's Smith he's Dublin yeah, you know, it's uh, Dublin, Dublin is pulling. Mm. Well, the media panel after putting her in, in even this evening, the media have her in pole position. Well, I've done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. and of course, mm. she got elected on her profile in the media. They know about that. I don't know anything about the woman. She's yeah. pretty good, and she. Had, Tom, she's sorry for interrupting you. If you recall, she was on a television program Monday night or something before that election, or the night before it was up over the time that she shouldn't have been on. So, as you rightly point out, the media, media is really. The media, yeah. yeah. And job for her. Yeah. I, was, I was calling her the Queen of the, uh, the Queen of Abortion in Ireland. She was so that was her main issue for years, promoting that women's you know women's health issue. She was the big, you know what I mean. And that's the media love that. The media, that's the media now running this country. If you like, yeah. yeah. The media have the power anyhow. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, County Council and the housing, as I said, we'll deal with that next week. Hopefully, we'll get two county councillors in. I suppose sentencing will go to Ukraine, I suppose, before the night is out. And we, we've been discussing this here now for the past four or five years since this program started. A- any topic you like, sentencing is, is the end of the day. And I'm reading a case here of Justin today's Independent. A dreadful breach of family trust man jailed for six years for repeated rape of his younger sister. A man who raped and sexually assaulted his youngest sister has been jailed for six years. Paul Mohan, 42, County Meat, Drahada, etc., etc. Ten counts of raping his youngest sister. That's the crime. The sentence was six years. It could be house breaking in. It could be we have the man in Sligo, which we haven't heard a word about it since. There was a big appeal. The man was badly assaulted. He was in serious condition. The media again. We heard about it every day, and we haven't heard or seen a word of it since. David, you were very familiar with that crime thing. I don't know. You had, you had a very active campaign over in East Limerick some years ago. A wonderful campaign that you were leading or highly involved with at the time. Yes, uh, Pat, we, we did. Um, we had, it must be nearly 10 years ago, we held a very big meeting and uh, I, I chaired it and uh, got it going and we had speakers uh, right across the board um, from the Gardaí, from Crime Prevention uh, and the Gardaí, Ballyhowra, we had the IFA, we had Dimley County Council, we had Crime Watch and we had the alarms and cameras people. So we had them all there. Uh, and uh, we packed the place and uh, we kept it going till two o'clock in the morning because <laughs> it, it certainly showed the thing and we undertook then to try and help the Gordie and as a result the community watch scheme has got the group schemes and that has taken on very well but which is a great thing you text in if you see anything and, and so forth but the big thing is there that when things quieten down people sort of forget about it and not until so there is uh, a robbery or something in the locality, then, then they will break up. And we should keep it going all the time. But that was the sort of peak, and it went on, and then Limerick was known as Stab City and all the rest of it. And then I, I think they kind of got on top of it, and they were trying to close guard stations. We were trying to keep them open, because I think the headquarters have sort of lost the idea of the local guarder, because the local guarder knows where to go. He knows the people, he knows the characters, he knows this and that and the other. Whereas I, I've heard of many a, a case where the um, uh, 
the Gardaí or whatever it might be, even ambulances sent in the wrong place because they, they got the wrong, they didn't know who they were going to or anything. And um, so there was sort of a chase around. So um, literally when I saw Limerick County Council being fined 110,000 uh, for um, having their cameras wrong, uh, and this poor woman, Ashling, wasn't it, a school teacher, got murdered up in, in Tullamore on, on a track the size, side of the canal, you know. And we have one very near in, 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 uh, in Limerick, going along the side of the Shannon. And they showed it actually in the Limerick Leader at the time. And in the one in, uh, in Limerick, there were 13 cameras. The one in Tullamore, there were none. The one in Tullamore, there was a murder, and no murder in the 13 cameras in, 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 in Limerick. And yet, the, the, uh, of course, we probably forgot that in, um, in uh, that the EU rule on the GDP came in in May 2018, changing all the rules and regulations for cameras and all the rest of it. And uh, a lot of people may not have realised that it covered cameras as well. And uh, so that the, they don't seem to have taken into consideration the use of cameras. I believe that you should, the law should stand in all public places, no matter what. And if you're in the public, you're open to everybody, and well, why do they want to stop cameras? And uh, the, the government should be looking after our safety in the public and keep us safe at home as well. And uh, certainly with the number of Gardaí, uh, which even went down this last year um, uh, by over 2%, uh, and of course, the government is saying, "Oh, we're going to." And, and the, yeah, the the minister for, for um, state on that, he's, he he uh, came out and said, "Oh, Garda numbers aren't a, aren't a problem." Well, uh, in my view, they certainly are, and it, it shows up. And um, cutting of of uh, uh, squad cars and all the rest of it. So, literally, to see that happen, and I sent a letter to the minister. And uh, I got, uh, and, and then I saw in the paper a week later that the Gardaí used CCTV cameras to identify the people up in Sligo. So they were able to use them there. And they put, but the worst of the whole thing was the GDP crowd, they, uh, they did investigation for three years. Couldn't they have worked with the county council and put the thing right? Instead of advertising right across all the papers that Limerick now, we've ordered all the cameras to be turned off. Inviting, it was known as Stab City, it's lost it. Now, come on, lads, don't go up to Sligo, the cameras will catch you there. Come into Limerick, it's all open. But the camera, cameras in Sligo, I assume the cameras they're looking at are, are dash cam in cars and private houses, private... No, these were CCTV cameras. Yeah, but, uh, mm -hmm. but are they in private property? CCTV yeah, cameras. I couldn't do Because that. I understand that the other councils don't have them up. Yeah, yeah. Con? Yeah, well, I think, I think this is a very serious problem now, law and order. It's breaking down. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's breaking down. Well, yeah. It's breaking down. Um, there could be still private houses. Yeah, it could. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Con? Breaking down is breaking Back down for a long time. And the morale in the Gardaí is low. A lot of Gardaí, it's only a 95 job now because they, they realise... At the back up in there, you know, it's a dangerous job now. See what the guard was nearly murdered there, was really beat up and everything. Mm -hmm. it's, our country is in crisis, like. Our country is in crisis. Old people being murdered, living alone and being things like that. Anyone, anyone who hits an old person, 
they should never see the light of day. Put them away and, and throw away the key. It's as simple as that. Like anyone that attacks, and I'm shoving on myself now when I'm living alone, and I'm, you know, I'm getting small bit nervous. And this country has let the old people down. This, this, we are in a, we're talking about other countries. This country is in a big crisis. And nothing can be done about it. The judges let out, let them out, as you say, after a couple of, you know, like that. There's no, there's, and what's going to be done? I don't know. It, it's, it's very serious. And uh, these cameras crack, I don't know, this GDP. Do you know this GDP? They say they don't want to interfere into, into your, into your they, they do, they know everything what you're doing. They're only all a, a scam like. And they no. don't care. But what's going to happen now is, uh, the most, uh, the most of the Gardaí will be watching the politicians because they'll be getting nervous. Because the people are going to be kicked up, and there'll be no pol pol police to remind the, the, the people. That's a fact. That's now it's up on ten o'clock, so we'll go to Nedbury back to shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 2nd of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, David Thompson and Con Kremin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. If you want to text in, call in there 06966 200 or 087166 9800. And that is 06966 200 or 087166 and on the panel tonight is David Thompson, Con Freeman and Tom Ryan. And we were coming around there to Tom about sentencing six years for raping his sister. Well, Pat, and before that, I just to say I'm delighted to see David. We had many programs in East Limerick and uh, a very knowledgeable man and a great activist and a very straight man, a gentleman. Welcome, you David. Much. And you're, you were here before, I know that, but you're welcome. Con is one of the old brigade, you know, fairly con. But uh, Pat, what you said is the right, the inconsistency of the judiciary and their sentencing policies are a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. And there is, you see, we've always, with the separation of powers, like the judiciary have got away with murder, if you like, in this country, because they were never held to account. But of late, due to their involvement in different things, we won't say even golf gate now or anything like that, you know, we leave that out of it at the moment. <laughs> but, um, <coughs> Like at the moment, there, there is they're really coming in for scrutiny, and there are there's, there's a move on that they'll be all sent back to school, and especially in the area of of assaults, rape. Sorry, assault. Tom, to interrupt you once again, 
But on that case where he got six years, the last 18 months was suspended. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it. Yeah. 18 months suspended. That makes well, it. Well, it's yeah. no joke, you see, the, the, the whole thing. And with good behaviour, you're talking then about maybe two and a half, three years, like. But, like, you see, the, there is a big debate that they have come in for due to their own incompetence and their own inconsistencies like this. You know, they're kind of untouched by them. You can hardly talk about them. You know, they have, they have, they have that gained that kind of notoriety, like, in, 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 in mean notoriety, because, I mean, some of them, like, I mean, they don't know what they'll be doing. And it is well known in a couple of cases that they fell asleep in the bin ship. So, like, the point about it is that now there, there's a, there is a move on through what, I don't know what agency or what part of the government are involved in, it must be justice in, in some regard, that, uh, that, that they go back to study again. I think they're actually after arriving at the decision themselves. That's what they're after doing. They're after realising now that, 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 that what they're doing is, is not correct and is no way consistent with the actual crimes and with the assaults and with all that has gone on at the moment. So they've been sent back to study and to, to be have consistency about their sentencing policies. And if you can remember, Pat or uh, David Khan, so maybe 10 years ago, the government passed a law that if you were found on with a hundred thousand what euros what the drugs, there was a ten year sentence in that cash blanch. They never they never like administered those sentences because why? They weren't going to be lectured by anybody. But now the whole thing is after backfire and it's kind of rightly said. Yeah. An awful lot of the problems we have with crime, you know, we're, we complain about the Gardaí, we complain about the, about about the DPP. They, they take these criminals and uh, drug dealers and gangsters of the highest of the highest order and they put them before the, the courts, and they there a lot of them are left off. And how? Why would you bother putting yourself into that kind of to be scrutinised above by a senior council, paid for by the state, getting about maybe two thousand or three thousand a day for to defend them? You know, I mean, it's the greatest joke of a country and of a system of all time. And that's why we have these back again. You, what you said was rightly did there, David. We all kind of lose track until something happens again. Didn't there a big hoo-ha like about that lady? We've spoken about that case here every night since it happened. And we're the only station that, 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 that discussed it. And you see, but the public are wrong as well. Because, you see, I'm all right, Jack. When it does come to my door, I'm not, I'm not worried. Yeah. You'll have vigilant thoughts as much as in some situations, and you'll have nothing in other situations. So. Yeah, but it, it, is, it is very serious what you say. The inconsistency... Uh, is is terrible, and in all honesty, I feel so sorry for Gardaí that go out, do a good day's work, try and get enough evidence, which can be very difficult because the criminals are becoming more and more professional, and they leave less and less evidence. When the guard does get it, he may get threats and everything along the line, and then they're brought in in front of a, uh, a judge and. The, the the sentence is completely off, or it might get off. And as you say, what's the, why, why give a person a sentence of so many years and then let him off with 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 quarters or so? Well, why do they give them that that number of years in the first place? Because they didn't want to be embarrassed with the low level that they had, and uh, you know. So I honestly believe 
that uh, the judges have an awful lot to answer for. I know I'm probably saying it straight out, but um, sure. they don't like it. And when the government came along then to try and put a minimum sentence on various <coughs> things, the judges went mad because they wanted to see people punished for things that they had done wrong in a big way. I think. Con, at the end of the day, obviously, and, and we, we've been at it for years, and I, I think you'll be talking to the wall, no one gives a care to see him anyhow, but the, the, the sentencing, there is no deterrent. There is no fairness sentencing. They're only no, going in for, the, for no, to be educated further for further criminal activity to come out. Yeah, and, and they can give a kind of a half sentence for a small little demeanour, you know what I mean? And in the yeah. big the big thing, that, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Should, any 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 attack on an old person should be the sentence should be doubled. You know what I mean? Like like the, the, those people. Why well, the determined if they can get away? You know what I mean? And uh, also uh, the judges. I, I agree with hundred percent with Tom. They think they're above everyone else, and now they'll have to they'll have to be something done about them, like the way that because as you said, there's no incentive for the guardy to do their job if they're if they're going to be out in a few in a few months. But I, I think I think there've been three. This crack too of having the best of food from inside. If any any half sentence, uh, the food should be quality should be brought down. You know what I mean? If they, see, they're like hotels, like in solitary confinement. Does that still exist, or is it gone? They could, could, they could bring it back and maybe bring back hanging the capital punishment. Right. I thought you were against abortion and taking life. Well, like, uh, no, I, I agree. They have a good system over in America. They wait for five years. They're sentenced to death. They wait for five years or ten years. And then, if there were any appeals, and everything, because as you know, one of the last people hanged in Ireland, he was innocent. You know, I mean, it's desperate to hang an innocent man. But I think now, to be no harm at all, at the way things are gone, and, and the way the, the, the violence and, and, and murders, and there's nothing to of it. And, and, and oh, you, you know, you want to be, but if, if we're at the face but of I it, think, Con, before they bring back hanging, they could imp- increase the sentencing considerably, would be a, a halfway step. Tom, do you think that? The churches probably that there is, is an element of fear or intimidation or something in relation to the sentence they're handing down to some of the high-profile criminals. It's a com- it's a combination, Pat. I think you've you've hit a, a nerve there. I think that uh, it's a factor. There's no doubt about that. Their loafness, number one, and their their when they're appointed, a lot of them, of course, up to now, nearly always, and still will be all political appointments, really, you know, and and they're the competence level. They're definitely like I I see cases inside. I did one or twice. I had to go to court over over issues like I and I be looking at these these listers inside. Next thing you you would see one of them above in a judge's bench. I wouldn't send them for a pint of milk like the most of them. And 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 uh, all of a sudden then they're they're in a, a position of power and they and it's them getting promoted from the district to the circuit. And we saw the we saw the last appointment to the if, you're, insu- if you're insulting solicitors we could lose our sponsor Tom. Well our sponsor is <laughs> well as well as to, to take any but not insulting anybody. <laughs> but, uh, but the point about Paddy is that uh, that you see that when 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 there's no one held to account, you see in any <coughs> organisation, company, let it be whatever it is, someone ha- has to say, look, that is wrong. So when we leave it to the to the judiciary, they say, well, you know, you often hear the cases. Oh, you can't in, you can't talk about the judiciary. You can't interfere. You think they were guided or something, and they think that themselves. To be honest about it, and the way they behave. And the way that, and the way that kind of, uh, 
they'll set out there to be something special. There are individuals that should be well able to take the take what's going on in the country. They have a vital role to play, and they are totally, at, at nearly completely responsible for the ridiculous sentencing and for the, the increase and the continuation of serious criminality. Yeah. You can't argue against that, unless many of them know that they're arguing amongst themselves and they're debating amongst themselves, and they're saying they're setting up a kind of a council to, for, to take place into, into courses and things. But should they have competence from day, from, from day one? Who, who judged their competence from day one? Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, you wouldn't even be a rocket scientist for to sit on the bench and judge a, like a rape case, like when the evidence is in front of you. But sure, surely you, you have to judge the actual damage that's been done. Of when people are assaulted, Connie kind of did right, you're right. I and you saw, we saw, like David Overlease and me, we saw the worth of, of, of criminality and violence using its elderly people, and it's been done all the time. And they're still not, we move on, they have no, they, they don't accept, they don't have to account to anybody, and how dare you, as, as a certain person, you say, then go on the radio, criticize them. Yeah, well, so, 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 uh, uh, and then the message there, Tom, for you. She says, there's no fear of you losing your sponsor. Go on, Tom, speak your mind. <laughs> <laughs> we hope we hope she's an inside source. I know, I know that woman. <laughs> <laughs> but then just to follow on from what you're saying there, the media and uh, everybody picking up, uh, especially after that murder in, in Tullamore, uh, about assaulting females. Assaulting elderly. Is, 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 is even worse because yes, you get yes. very, very... We had a lady murdering a man, or, yeah. it is alleged. Yeah. Last night I heard in the That's news right, this yeah. morning some lady is questioned about yeah. murdering somebody in the north of Ireland. Anybody, yeah. any assault, we say, like, of the nature that, that we've seen. Yeah. And even, as Con rightly said earlier on, they saw assault on a garden. Mm. Like, I mean, that should be... That, there should be a certain... I mean, leverage put on that, a certain weight put on, on a crime like that, uh, or a, 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 an, an ambulance uh, crew, or, or even a transport. I, I, you know, those are people, those are vital, are vital services. And we can't afford, like in this country, for to have have a threat over those people. They go out in the morning the job and don't know when they'll come home at night. It's particularly our guardie and our ambulance services and our fire services. Do you know what's happening to causing a lot of violence? The media and the culture was happening now. They're dividing the by the sexes. You see the other women now playing playing football, they're upping in the heel by the way. You know the, the women now are, can, can tell the husband or the wife, you know, I'm going out now playing a match and I might have a few pints with the girls like you have the you have the <coughs> the jobs done around the house, you know what I mean? They, they, they're dividing you see we we for for twenty years equal rights for all countries. No, there's bringing frustration now within, especially with the lockdown, mass and everything. People are not socialising. You know, it can mm. cause friction. Mm. You know, first of all, um, the fellas um, they see too much of this. There's too much sex in the television and porn. Like they, they think they demand it, and then the women then are like off together and they can't meet. There's kind of a uh, you know. We'll see. Well, the whole thing is breaking down. You see, and they're, they're dividing. You see, we, you have a huge. You know, I'm not bringing, but it's kind of like it's all women, women's rights. Now, I mean, when that woman was murdered, like, mm. all the women's rights. But men are the enemy. Yeah, men are the enemy. Yeah, it's like men are dangerous. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, 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 that's you know, 
Yeah, I agree with you. Can it's a serious development, all right? Uh, uh, this division has been creeping in. Yeah, but yeah. back to the guardian we were uh, discussing a moment ago before. Can so rudely interrupt the conversation, switched onto something else. Women kicking the ball up a hill. Uh, I read a lot of cases and. I try not to watch television too much because it isn't good for my brains. But I remember recalling one here in Newcastle West where there was an undercover guard operation, people dealing in drugs. And obviously that took a lot of time and get it to court. And uh, the, the culprit and the people involved, they got the probation act. So that kind of behaviour is something appalling. And I, I hear from various Gaudi, we don't be criticised in all Gaudi, for indeed quite a lot of Gaudi, and someone said you have the good, good and the bad in every, in, in every apple tart, and apple box indeed, and you have the guards being threatened, what they'll do to their wives, what they'll do to their daughters, we know where you live. Now, this, as Tom and... They should get a long sentence a day, but for that kind of nonsense, absolutely. it shouldn't be tolerated for one minute. Exactly. Mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. But wouldn't it put, isn't it, put yourself in, 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 the, in the position of a judge, like, you know, and, I mean, look at, the, at, at oh, we have a huge judiciary. They're, they're, they're highly paid, big pensions, big backup staff. They have everything laid on from. They walk in there like God, and they sit down, and everyone has to kind of rise and sit over them and that kind of nonsense. And so, and then you have the record on the floor with their wages, and they and they on and, and they on money that that you unbelievable money like every for every day, including some of our TDs, kind of moonlighting as senior councils as well. But wouldn't you honestly think that there'd be some way, kind of, like we're talking here tonight now, three, four other individuals, we say, like, that come back here on Wednesday night and sit down and talk about issues and just, you know, discuss things that are happening. And do you think that they'd be aware of, of the consequences of their actions, like, mm -hmm. and say, look, I mean, this is a top criminal. He had 102 convictions. This can't go on. We have to put his flesh to a bigger court and put him before a special criminal court and put him away like Why is that not going on? Why, why aren't they thinking like that? It is 20 past 10, folks. We'll go to that break and we'll back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 2nd of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, David Thompson and Con Kremin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And we had a call, if you'll call the message in there. Mary and Ratkeel, will Ivana Blatchik be the next leader of the Labour Party. A quickie on that one, lads. 
launch of Flair Cure in the Moon 2022 on Friday the 4th of of this March obviously and 4pm in the Red Door Gallery in Newcastle West this is the uh, the Flair which is taking place here in Newcastle West so Yes, March indeed. So that's good to see the flag back anyway. It's good to see the flag back in Triton. I believe the flag is in Newcastle West, if I remember rightly, from what we were told at the time. At the time. <coughs> that lady who was in that, inter- she must have thought it was a telegram to America. She was saying that she kept it so short. I said to Jason there at half time, how is it there's no messages? And now he sends me in about 50 of them. Something was a click with the system. And now, Pat, can you ask the panel about people working from home now? Is this the new way? And that's James Holmes in the day. Thank you, James, there for that one. I'll run down long. Pat, why aren't you discussing the situation in Ukraine? James Holmes in the day. Uh, thanks, James, again for that one. Oh, my God. Thank you, Pat and Tom, for that wonderful introduction. And to Tom for reading all those lovely poems for me. I am so glad and delighted that she came to visit me. It was the highlight of my birthday. Sure, sure you are. Excuse me. Uh, sorry about that, Jason. Now I'll start again. Oh my God, thank you, Pat and Tom, for the wonderful introduction and to Tom for reading all those lovely poems for me. I am so glad and delighted that you came to visit me. It was the highlight of my birthday show. You are two lovely gentlemen, and I am so thankful to have you for my best friends. And I was so glad to get a big, big kiss from all both of us. I'm glad you included me there, Polly. Anyway, God bless you both. Polly the Port and you too, Polly. Uh, hi, low pattern panel. I send this. The wind blew across my microphone there. That's what distracted me there. Hello, pattern panel. I send this. At least Norman distracted. Tom, when he was doing his poem, thanks be to God. I send this text from the high hills of Knock Rock. How kind of match with nice to hear David Thompson fan screen back on the air tonight. And so say all of us. Uh, he is a great community activist. I used to meet David every Tuesday night in the Islamic community radio with host. Ah, oh, Tim Long. Hey, you should have David on once a pet. You should have pet. You should have David on once a month. From Mark Tierney, indeed, I agree with you. That Mark and it was lovely meeting you down in Upnagoshal, I think it was, on Sunday night at the play The Real Mackay. So we had The Real Mackay on the stage, and the, I had The Real Mackay sitting beside me as well in Mark Tierney from Carol Connors. And it was lovely meeting you, indeed, Mark, there at that wonderful play on the high hills of Upnagoshal outside Castle Island. Hi, all. Does the waste of money ever cease in this country? In the past few days, it was reported that the Office of Public Works spent over nine million to build a new Grange-inspired pavilion on behalf of the Department of Foreign Affairs to represent Ireland at a Dubai Expo exhibition. A set of four pairs of gates were recently refurbished in the Phoenix Park by the same OPW, that's the Office of Public Works, at a cost of 800,000. I'll read that again. A set of four, a set 
of four pairs of gates were recently refurbished in the Phoenix Park by the Office of Public Works at a cost of 800000 It now seems that, that one of the gates on a new bus route is not wide enough for the bus to go through. Of course, we have a closed guard station here in Newcastle West for the past two years, while an unsuitable premises is being rented a few doors down the street. The Office of Public Works appears to be totally unaccountable entity. Nothing new in un- unaccountability in this country regards your good friend Christy Kelly Temple Clanton. Thank you, Christy, for that one indeed. And Christy, you could have gone on and gone on and gone on a lot more than that. I agree with Con bring back hanging sometimes something will have to be done. Somebody who didn't like to put their name in it. We like if you have we're sitting here all of us three, four, five every night and we're saying what we feel and then you have people outside there with their legs up drinking coffee and they won't even put their name to their comments. They're called silent listeners, I think. Now they have it after all that. What do you want to pick up and we'll go back to the top? Can the panel about people working from home? Is this the new way? I, I would hope not, but it seems to be catching on in a big way. Um, I do think that if you're working in a job and you're in an office, um, that you communicate with your colleagues and it, you do better work along the line, providing you, you, you are all workers. But if you're working from home, you're isolated, you're not in communication, you've got, I, I don't think you're concentrating as much on the job because you, you're, you're in a different uh, uh, atmosphere altogether. And I'm, I'm all for working in an office and not working at home. Home is for home, and you should relax and enjoy your home, but not work at it. I, th- I, think, uh, <coughs> I think the choice should be there. If you want to work from home, grand. If we don't, uh, and I think one of the best things about working from home, uh, a lot of parents now are getting worried about the quality <coughs> of teaching in schools. And there, there, there are a lot of people now want to homeschool their skilled children. And I back that 100%. With all the rubbish now that's inside the schools, this 88 and 9 year olds, they're confusing children with their LGBT old stuff. And they're making it compulsory for teachers to bring it up. And also, I was told recently, a teacher's telling told children to be in their pajamas. Pajamas into a school. And also, um, <coughs> This yoga, bring your mats for the yoga class at the end of the week, Friday. Uh, and and the, the Hail Mary, our own little prayer, the Hail Mary can't be said at all. You know what I mean? The, the, our schools have gone way down, our, our, our quality has gone down. And I I, I hope that, that in, in some countries you can, it's illegal to homeschool your children, but it's legal here, thanks to God, and long may it continue. If, if if people want to homeschool their children, it should be uh, it should be kept and, and back on Tom. Well, I respect David's uh, analysis there. He's a very experienced uh, man in that area, being, I suppose, an official in one of the biggest industries in the, like in the country there in his early days. And um, I totally and completely reject working from home. I think it's the greatest con job that was ever done. And it was brought in under the guise of COVID. And it's only a, 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 a total joke. I've been involved now like with different agencies County Council IDA Revenue and like EPA there in over recent times as we saw that that, uh, my problems there at home 
And this, to me, is a cop-out. Like, you, because, you see, there is no supervision, number one. Secondly, they can only, you can't refer what, you're, what you want to another colleague. And the first thing you'll get, if you can get through on the phone, is, well, they're working from home now. They're working from home. Can't be contacted. I send them an email. You can't talk to anybody in DPA. And they're, they're on the television there, the idea the same way. I mean, this country, like, I mean, it, we're, we're, they want to cop on now, really. So someone wants to take charge here, like, and see what's going on. The only reason are, are, are all for this. Why? Because to the cop out, to the, to the, you have a choice. You can get up in the morning at 10 o'clock and you can spend a few hours in front of your computer and then you can lock it off and you can go for a jog. You can go for a jog. And the whole structure and concept of work is changing. And, like, it's not changing for the better. And the, the actual behaviour now of people that are working from home now, you might be lucky. You're, you're in the Department of Agriculture and try to get somebody in Nace and Kildare or in anywhere, any there, well, you might as well be real. Putin, you'll get him as you're over in Moscow. Mm. Then you'll get him. You know, the, the likes of the carry-on that's going on, let's... But your card is very valuable to us, please, wait. Well, that's the biggest insult of all. Yeah. Your car, and the county council, your, your car is very important. It doesn't matter what your car is, how important it is to you, like, but it is important to them. I mean, like, where would you see it happening? Or where would it be tolerated? I have been dealing with the revenue now on, on a straightforward matter since last December. We're in March now, and it can't be resolved. It's a battery, a, a battery fund. And, I've been, and, and my accountant has dealt with him, dealt with about five different people. <coughs> <coughs> Nothing now. This thing could be, could be all delaying tactics, all everything to, to, to cross act you, and disrupt you, and to be these public servants that we have. There's one thing that Max Sherry said here, and he said that they do nothing. And the God, God Almighty, I, I, I'd shake his head. Because Mary in Radcliffe says Tom heard Leo Radcliffe saying this evening that he had no objection to people working from home. Oh, yeah, of course, because the popular thing, like, you see, he doesn't have any problem contacting people if he wants to get them. He doesn't work from home. And, and you see, and the excuse factor, I mean, you try and get onto the EPA or the IDA and see what they're doing. And then they're on, they're on the radio and television. Oh, their chests are out, man, they're, they're after bringing in industry. So here, we'll, and the taxpayer are paying for the industry, like, mm. because yeah. they'll all be subsidised. We'll, we'll, like. we'll move it on. And my wife uh, sent in a text message, believe it or not, and she said, it was in Scott Glen, you were not in Nakhnagashla. All right, all right. She was actually with me. <laughs> it sounds like it was just as well. Yeah. Uh, well I've had, I know that, uh, but I didn't want to. Arise. I'll hear them to know she's fair play to Arise, knock, negotiate, and take your place among the nations of the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, there is a play on. I wonder why they you wouldn't have No, no, no. We were in Kerry And there is a play currently in knock, negotiate. Now, a quickie comment here, lads, on. We had the situation of. Uh, Claire Daly and Mick Wallace where the move was about uh, getting the Ukraine into the EU on a speed up basis and they opposed it. David? Yeah, I was uh, with that? I, I was very surprised to hear that any Irish person would <coughs> vote 
uh, against in, in, in that line. Because, um, I mean, after all, we do want to keep Europe together. We are a bloc. You've got China, you've got uh, America, and we're in between. And unless we keep together and draw everybody in and work together, uh, we're going to get divided in every direction. And so I think the more solid we can make the EU uh, and together in the EU, uh, I think is a good thing. And I, I'm surprised. I'd love to hear their full story as to why they voted against it, because all, all the other uh, MEPs voted for it, and, and uh, I'd like to know the split-up of other countries voting for it. Yeah, well, uh, I look at it from two different ways. I, you see, it's a terrible tragedy what has happened now in, 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 in Ukraine. But he could have been avoided. Um, Putin, you see, is a very deep man, and a man who that got on very well with him was Donald Trump. <coughs> Donald Trump assured Trump, assured Putin two or three years ago. He met him with all his officials, and then Trump said, come on in here. Will they went into a room by, the, by themselves. Trump put his hand around Putin. He said, don't worry about Ukraine while I'm in power. Don't worry about Ukraine. And Putin, OK, OK. And they got Trump out. Trump won that election last November, 12 months, but he was robbed. And the how they robbed him was the postal ballots. And you know how they robbed him? It's a, a very cute thing. For every uh, Biden vote, it weighed five pounds in weight. For every Trump vote, one pound. So four times the ballot. That's how, that's how they robbed him. I was listening Trump. to Joe Duffy today on RT Radio 1. I was in Killarney on my way back, and there was a lady on, and she kept interrupting. And she even told Joe Duffy, let him speak, please, let him speak. I thought it was hilarious. She reminds me a bit of yourself, Khan. I know, Tom, but you have to interrupt me now. I just want to keep someone. If Trump was still president of America, there'd be no war up in Ukraine because there'd be no war. Biden is a warmonger. Biden, there's a great politician, Boss Croker. He was uh, Tammany Hall over 100 years ago. And he was asked a question one day. What's the definition of an honest politician? And Boss Croker said out straight, when he's bought, he stays bought. Now we go to an ad break after that. Thank you. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 2nd of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, David Thompson and Con Kremin. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Now, I 
I was saying there before we went to the ad break about Wallace and Daly voted to lay Ukraine bid to join the EU. Two Irish MEPs have backed an attempt to impose long delays on Ukraine joining the European Union. Mick Wallace and Claire Daly backed moves which could have indefinitely delayed re- rec- recognising Ukraine as a candidate for EU membership. Mr Wallace and Ms Daly later issued a statement justifying their stance which includes opposing a move backed by all the key parties in the European Parliament. This condemned Russian aggression in Ukraine, supported Russian sanctions against Russia, sorry, supported sanctions against Russia and urged maximum support for Ukraine. The Wallace Daily Statement strongly deplored Russia's attack on Ukraine, but they also warned that mainstream EU political leaders were using the crisis to advance increased militarization of the bloc and the return of fossil fuels extracted by environmentally damaging methods. There is no military solution to this crisis. The policy of flooding Ukraine with weapons will lead to a permanent condition of conflict, the Wallace Daily Statement read. They stressed it was important to hear voices for peace. We were hearing them there for the past month or more. The Sinn Féin MEP Chris uh, McManus later tweeted that his voice was misread because initially when I heard that he was included as well, but it was down as an error. I would agree with you. Sorry, we go around this way, Con, right? David Thompson is next to speak, right, right, David? Um, This is on the the issue of... uh, Daily and... Yeah, well, literally, um, Ukraine are in a very, very... Uh, difficult position in the way that they're beside uh, Russia. Russia wants to take them over to get the whole of Eastern Europe back into Russia. He wants to enlarge the thing there. And um, they are the, the stumbling block. And so he's, uh, he's got in there and uh, he's all, all, all laws and everything in, in human rights and in, in, in killing people and killing children and killing civilians. He's hit hospitals, he's hit uh, university, he's hit all, all the civilian centres and uh, blown up a war memorial. He's done all these things and he's ruthless. And he was all the time saying that he wasn't going to uh, invade um, Ukraine. And he built <coughs> all the thing up and everybody believed him. And, and then bang, in he goes. And we're all sort of stunned and looking at each other. And the West, I think, acted very, very slowly and not tough enough to begin with. And some of the uh, the um, uh, things that they've put in haven't yet been uh, fully applied. And I honestly think that, you know, the poor U- Ukrainians are so brave, they're standing up to it and they would need uh, help. And um, if because if they lose and he takes over Ukraine, He's going to go up then into Poland and go on straight on up north and cut all those uh, <coughs> in, and, and bring them into the Soviet Union. That's what he was. Con, uh, I, I felt that uh, we had a situation now as it is alleged that he told lies, lies, lies because what we were hearing on the national media was yeah. that he kept saying he wasn't going to invade. Yes, yes. And then, <laughs> sorry, can may I finish? Of course, please. And then we had the uh, Russian ambassador, which you referred to earlier, said the same thing. And then we had a situation where they were having uh, uh, weapons, the, the, the Russian fleet were off the Irish coast, they were doing tests out there. And I 
feel, and I'm saying this to listeners and everybody else, so I heard some politicians saying the other day, that a well-known politician, how that the fishermen were made fools by the Russian ambassador. It is my opinion that it was the Irish government were made fools of by the Irish ambassador because the leader of the Green Party, Eamon Ryan, announced that the, the, the fishermen should not go in that area, which in turn meant that the insurance didn't cover any fishermen who went in that area. The fishermen had up met the Russian ambassador. They got on very well with him, honky dory. They had four scraps and a lovely meal and everything, I believe. And he said, Fine, as I understand your problem, you need your money, you have to fish, so we're going to push our fleet further out to sea. The government failed in that, yet he had more, the Russian ambassador, in my opinion, had more respect for the fishermen than he had for the Irish government. Yeah. That's my reading of it. I haven't heard it from any other source. And I agree with, with you 100%. I, I wouldn't have any respect for the Irish government either. They have acted appallingly. This is a great tragedy. The, the Ukrainian people are lovely people. And I, 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 if there's refugees coming into Ireland, I take two of them into my own house. This shouldn't have happened. But you must compare America with Russia. America has no missile base within 2,000 miles. Or, you remember Cuba uh, f- crushed off when they America in Cuba in 1962. And there was a face of it. Robert Kennedy saved an, economic, uh, an atomic war at the time. He, he, had, he told the Russian uh, invite that they had, they had a, a missile in Turkey and it was going obsolete. They wouldn't replace it. So R- Russia got something and they pulled back. Now, look, look, look at Putin. He, he, there's going to be a missile put in Romania next year or something like that, only about five or 600 miles from Moscow or somewhere 800 miles. Mm-hmm. And now, what the, the NATO are aggressive. What's one more country going to NATO going to do for world peace? They want NATO, want Ukraine. And Putin, I, I disagree with, with David. David says that Putin is going to take all Eastern Europe. No way. Putin only wants to go back when the Tsars were running Russia. Ukraine was part of Russia. The English, for, the pronunciation, the, the, the English for Ukraine is Western lands. Of where? Russia. You know what I mean? He's a pro-Russian. He only wants to go as far as the boundary of Russia. He doesn't want to take Poland. That's a rubbish. But Biden is saying that. Biden is a warmonger. So they want the war, and it's very sad. Yeah. And, they may want it, but it was Russia who was attacked he, and he, has entered. He, he made a stupid decision. He thought he thought the Ukrainians would 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 put the white flag after the day or two. No, no, no. Right. We hold it there now, Tom. Well, uh, <coughs> I'm very, very uh, upset about uh, what has happened. You know the, the way this this whole thing has been miscalculated. Because to be honest about it, Pat. We have spoken here and long before now, and it was the only programme that I ever had to discuss then on the inability of NATO, the the inability of the states and their their huge armies, the British and you know the Europe all European allies and European friends. We call them all members of the European Union, and I advocated a European army. And I advocated Ireland being a member of the European Army. This neutrality that we have, it's only a mock neutrality. And to be honest about it... Can't yeah. handle myself for an agreement in that one, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, well, <laughs> it's only a mock... It's only, you said neutrality, here it's only an excuse. I heard one of our... T- I, I don't know what was radical, or what was Michal Martin said during the week, if we are attacked, our friends will defend us. America and England. 
I mean, that was out of, out of the mouth of, of one of our leading politicians. We happened an army, we couldn't defend the people above the north when they'd been burned out of, um, burned out of, I mean, Bombay Street and murdered and driven out like the very same as the people have been driven out of, of Ukraine now. So, like, I mean, the, the old history, I mean, here about neutrality and about manliness and bravery is, is, is shocking. <coughs> like, exactly, and she wouldn't, were, they, they were all, they were all excuses and they, they hadn't this and they hadn't that and they didn't want it, they didn't want there'd be a war with England and all that. And they left the people to be burned out of Belfast above the nationalists by the, by the IOC at the time and the B specials and the British Army. But, you see, what has happened now is the incompetence of America. I mean, here of Biden. I heard him t tonight, and he said, we stand by Ukraine. And the, the Germans, the French, that gentleman over across the water in England, Johnson, they're only shouting, and the people being slaughtered in the street, schools being bombed, nurseries being bombed, children being bombed and being bombed alive, and we stand by them. What kind of, what kind of, of, of people are we? Because if, if they knew so much, which we could talk about it here 12 months ago, about all this, Pat. I mean, I can, if you go back in the program, you'll see what we spoke about NATO. We spoke about the incompetence and the leaders of the Western world. I mean, Putin is a mass murderer. That's what he is. He, and he's out of control. He's wrong in the head and discapable about, about, about Trump. Now, Trump praised him during the week. He said he was a great man. He had him all out with it. And, and it, I have to agree with Trump there. He had. But today they are with him because they run threat their lives. They have huge armies. They have commanders. They have generals with medals hanging off them all over America. They couldn't bring their troops out of Afghanistan. They might fight a war there. They got all up there. Now you've been involved some years ago in various protest marches and this thing again, uh, various activities over the years. And we're behind you. I often remarked, you're behind me, how far behind me are you? And yeah, something, something similar as Tom is saying there a while ago. I mean, we're standing behind you. Well, they want you. Out of you, out of you. They're after sacrificing Ukraine. And because of cowardice, he went in and he, he took over, uh, he took over, like, what? Uh, George. No, Georgia. He took over Georgia. He took over Belarus. Belarus took a, took a private commercial line off the air with their, with their fighters, yeah. took two journalists off. They're probably shot now. They're probably gone. And what did the rest do? Nothing. Only pro putting, in, putting in these sanctions. As you rightly said, yeah. China and Russia owned the world. They owned all the American bonds, China does. Putin and his henchmen, oligarchs, owned all London. And they have money, it's, uh, what's the amount of money that they have in Switzerland alone and all over Europe and in Ireland. We mentioned it here, Pat, yeah. We mentioned the part about our financial services centre, London money from above in Dublin. Yeah. With our revenue, they, they won't, couldn't deal with me. Now, David, the time we have only three minutes left. I, I feel that you should, we should be paying tribute, in my opinion, to one of the bravest, the best leaders that we've seen for many a year. And, and he was a comedian, he was an actor. And now he's the man that stood up and said he was staying. He, he didn't want to ride. He wanted ammunition and guns, not to ride out of the country. The president of Ukraine. Absolutely. A very, very brave man. And uh, Russia uh, saying that...
they were Nazis and all the rest of it. How can they? When he's a Jew, and he's he'd be against, totally against Nazism, and he stood there, and he's still in the country like all other leaders that this sort of thing has happened. They fled. Ran away, and he stood there with them, and he's running around out on the streets, and he's doing. I think he's a fantastic leader, and he's coming out and he's speaking well in in, in to all the meetings that he can get to, and uh, he's putting his own life and everything on 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 hold at the moment. But David, it's a very sad occasion to see Molotov cocktails being yeah. the, the yeah. people of your children having to make. And, and, we, and, our, and our leaders with the biggest armaments in the world and, and, and they're standing idly by. Yeah, oh, we'll support you. We we'll support you, you're yeah. great people. But, but lads, it's just a small war at the moment. If, if what do you say, if there would to be a World War Three. And guess who's going to come in to finish up China? China is going to back up mm. Russia. Mm. So, like, if America and Britain and the whole is going to take on Russia, mm. they can say, "Hey, will you give me a hand here." Russia can't yeah. even get the tanks up well, the road. We're talking about what's really, what really annoyed. That's another diesel over, yeah. over yeah. in the middle of the But what really annoyed. annoyed uh, if all they had to do was they were invited into Ukraine with NATO troops, and there'd be no invasion yeah. he'd, he, because he'd bluff his way mm. out of back and down. That's what they should have done. No. Have, have, have the gumption and the guts not to be talking and telling lies. We have support you. We support you. As you have had how far behind you. We're behind you. I had that tattoo <laughs> in there when I was managing the GA. The GA. I had no, it behind you. I was behind you. And there would be behind and you. Out and out of view. Out of view. But how, how <laughs> did five... How did the five nuclear powers get together in January and agree that there would be no nuclear war whatsoever and yet in February Here's Putin threatening the world with nuclear nuclear war. But Sir Putin's crazy. He's owned citizens of England, yeah. and he he poisoned him in Germany. Yeah, and he and. and and he took over Crimea and just put sanctions on him. You don't care about sanctions because that man is mate. Yeah, but like, I just want to say that it was a West Limerick man that captured Crimea for Russia nearly 300 years ago. And I have a, I have a thing here, Peter from Kilidi. He was born in 1678. At 15 years of age, he was up in the walls of Limerick in the siege of Limerick. His father made him a lieutenant, he was 25 men over him. His father didn't left Ireland because of the, the other lands would be taken. They were in Ballingarry. Yeah. And he, they went over and they to have, They don't even have a monument to... No. Uh, not a monument up to him in West Limerick, yeah. even though he's world-famous. World-famous. One of the greatest soldiers of all the, time. The lazy. At 18 years of age, he, yeah. he, he, he first fought for Russia. He was a paratrooper. He was over muskets. About 78, he was at 18 years of age. And he told the Tsar, Peter the Great of Russia, yeah. uh, he said, to be way more successful if we waited until we could, a few yards, until the enemy is a few I yards. monuments up to him in those countries. There's, and there's streets named in him after him in St. Petersburg. There's yeah. monuments. He, he, <coughs> he got thousands of acres in Latvia yeah. and he was, he was uh, governor. He was 40 years. He was wounded twice. Yeah. And he, and, and you and I can't, time is up, you and I kind of very familiar with that, as you know, and what Connie is saying is quite true about the de- great de Lacy, and uh, I'm not aware of any monument whatsoever in him. He'd, he'd be the forgotten hero of West yeah. Limerick. Again, they say an RT, the Crimea is an independent country. Yeah. It was captured by an Irishman for Russia R- 300 years ago. RT in those stations, yeah. which we're not, no, we're not supposed to refer. I won't say they'll tell night, nice, but they'll give you a home in a way and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. It was a pleasure to have you 
gentlemen, David Thompson, uh, wonderful meeting you again after two years, lockdown or lockout or whatever, and Connie, it was nice to have you back again, and you. Uh, you were most entertaining, and, and, and Tom Ryan, as usual, Tom, it was wonderful to have you again, and thanks to Jason Smith there for doing a wonderful job, and I was surprised at the huge amount of messages we got in tonight, because there was other items on tonight as well. So, folks, that's it, and thanks to the ladies that kept me on the straight and narrow there on the text machine on my own phone as well. So, folks, we'll be back to you again next Wednesday night, please God, and hopefully something will happen out in Ukraine. It is absolutely terrible to watch all the slaughter, and it is very, very sad to see the buildings, people, and everything. It's 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 mad, mad, mad. Good night. God bless. Take care. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limwick, 102 FM, on the 2nd of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. David Thompson and Con Kremin joined Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. <music> County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limwick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.